podcast that brings you one guest, one question, one answer. Business insights in minutes, not hours. With your host, the small business and franchise expert, Gary Grosso. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Mastermind Minutes. My name is Gary Grosso. I am the founder and managing partner for Franchise Growth Solutions. And for those of you who would like to know more about Franchise Growth Solutions, you can click the link below uh, here on the podcast. I'm also the publisher of Franchise Moneymaker Magazine, which is the original online magazine for entrepreneurs, franchisors, franchisees, packed with tons of information. If you're if you're thinking about franchising a business or purchasing a franchise and just educating yourself on the industry as a whole. For those of you who are new to Mastermind Minutes, uh, it's a very simple concept. We have one guest. We generally have one topic and we gain lots of insights. We do it in minutes, not hours. And uh, as we say all the time, we realize that may not be enough. So at the end of the program, uh, our guest will give his contact information and how you can reach out and gain more knowledge about uh, what they do and what he does and, and, and even, you know, figure out how you can contact and, and, and have a, a greater discussion. And today uh, we have a returning guest, a friend of mine and longtime associate, Ed Tachera, uh, who has over 40 years of experience in the franchise industry and is the franchise uh, the vice president of franchise development for franchisegrade.com. And for those of you who've never been to that website, I strongly recommend it. Uh, it's a leading franchise marketing um, and research firm. Um, Ed has served as a corporate executive for franchise firms in the retail, manufacturing, healthcare, and technology industries, and was a franchisee of a multi-million dollar home healthcare franchise, which as you know today, that's a uh, big, big, big category in the franchising world. He's done franchising in Europe, Asia, and South America. He's the author of Franchising from the Inside Out and the Franchise Buyer's Manual. And we're going to spend a couple of minutes and really focus on the new book that's coming out. Uh, he has spoken before the International Franchise Expo, the Chinese Franchise Association in Shanghai. Um, he has lectured at Stony Brook University on the topic of franchising, currently um, authoring this textbook that we'll, we'll talk about on how entrepreneurs can use franchising as a growth model. He has a master's degree in economics from Northeastern University and serves uh, uh, on the Pace University Lubin School of Business Design Thinking Program Advisory Board. Ed, I love reading this. There's so much information here. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks, Gary. Um, you know, before we get into our topic, uh, maybe you want to tell us a little bit about what you've been doing. I've been seeing a lot of your articles on LinkedIn and maybe a little bit more about Franchise Grade, and then we can talk about the new book. Thanks, Gary. Well, in order to maintain my sanity and my wife's sanity, <laughs> I'm, I'm still keeping busy. Uh, I spend time working with Franchise Grade. We do a lot of research uh, also, I enjoy blogging for them, and I work on projects from time to time. Uh, but right now, my main avocation has been co-authoring a book with a professor from Stony Brook University Business School, and uh, we've been working on this about two years and hope to have it to the publisher in another probably two months. Great. It's something that, uh, you know, it's a very, very exciting uh, project for me personally, and uh, having been in franchising so long, it's something that uh, I really believe is well needed. 
Yep. Yep. I agree. So, so then let's, let's get into our question because I know the book really speaks to, um, you know, what are the, what are the steps and what are the necessary components if you want to expand your business using franchising as a development tool? So, you know, before you, before we get into kind of what those things are, maybe you want to just share with us a little bit about the format of the book. Cause I understand it's not one of these, you know, 128 page paperback books that are going to allegedly tell you all about franchising, but the format's different. It's a textbook uh, and, um, it, it really focuses on the topic. So maybe, maybe you could tell us a little bit more about the book itself. Sure. It's, uh, first of all, I felt for an awful long time that <clears throat> the franchise industry has been really underrepresented in ac- academia. If you look at most schools, uh, you'll find franchising is under the umbrella of entrepreneurial studies, entrepreneurship. There are a few universities or colleges that might have an adjunct course in franchising but it's not part of the actual curriculum. Uh, Some schools like Babson, uh, University of New Hampshire, they get into a lot more detail on franchising, but it's really underrepresented. And there's been one book that was published in 1996. It was revised in 2006, written by Professor Scott Shane. And other than that, there really has been nothing out there. So during some of my my work with uh, Franchise Grade, I started working with a, uh, an associate professor from Stony Brook and we would collaborate on some projects. And I mentioned to him, how about a textbook? And of course, being at the university level, all I want to do basically other than teach is work on academic research and publish uh, papers, et cetera. So he jumped at the chance and we've been working on it for two years. Wow. Wow. That's, yes, that's, that's, it, that's great. The basic, the basic format is, for the student at the university or college level to understand what franchising really is and how one could take franchising and use it to establish growth uh, with an existing business model, uh, or it could even be something that's uh, created without a pilot location. Uh, I was told at the beginning to assume that the students know nothing Mm-hmm. I said, that's like a line from uh, uh, Schultz would say, uh, I, know I know nothing, <laughs> but I, so, I, I soon realized uh, that you have to basically, it's a teaching tool. I'd never written a textbook before, so it's really yeah. been exciting. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, first of all, um, you're spot on about the lack of focus on franchising from an academic perspective. And and by the way, I just find that to be um, outra- outrageous because when you think about the number of people in the United States that are employed, for example, in one way, shape or form at a franchise location, when you consider kind of the ecosystem of small business in the United States, which is really the engine that drives our economy, how many of those are actual franchises, you know, not folks who invented something, but basically, you know, purchased a franchise and now they're, you know, they're developing and building their legacy using the franchise model. When you, and, and I personally happen to believe it's the greatest business development tool ever created because it allows ordinary people to do extraordinary things. When you wrap all that up, you got to scratch your head and say, 
why isn't this a focus in our business schools? Because this is such a large chunk of our economy. So to that extent, and I'll, I'll underscore it and I'll tell you, because you know I'm an adjunct professor at NYU. Um, in one of our restaurant courses, there's a, a small section that I teach about franchising. Although now, um, although I have to write the course, we're talking about actually creating a course about franchising, but more from the uh, from the buyer's perspective, what should I look for if I want to buy a franchise? What are what are those things? And you know, the we'll get to our question here in a second. I just want to say that if this is and correct me if I'm wrong or if I misunderstood, but this sounds like this is the first textbook on the topic that's been written in 24, 25, 26 years. Are yeah, we saying that if right. somebody were to to access a textbook on this topic, it would be two decades old. Exactly, and and what's re really fascinating to sort of put a uh, yeah underline what you just said. If you go and research papers that have been done by students, doctoral uh, uh, candidates, existing professors from all over the world, and I'm talking from Bulgaria to Turkey to China, everywhere, you will find an unbelievably large amount of papers done on franchising, mm -hmm. research papers. It's incredible. I, right. I mean, I found from Croatia, you'll find, you'll find yeah. uh, studies done on various aspects of franchising, which by the way, uh, they refer to many times, they use the term agency. Yeah. In other words, the relationship between the franchisee and the franchisor is called a, quote, agency relationship. But that goes back to this, you know, I don't know, sometimes it's sort of a uh, a thing about academics that they like to uh, use certain terms rather right. than just explain what is truly a remarkable business model. Right. It's incredible. Yeah, well, that's a befuddling uh, term, but hey, who knows? Um, I will say the fact of the matter that there may be hundreds or thousands of research papers, um, maybe many of them good, maybe some not so good. The, the, the challenge there is if I am, you know, if I own Gary's Pizzeria, you know, or three of them or so, and I want to start a franchise, first of all, trying to find all those white papers and research work and then sure. kind of putting it together to try to understand it in a format where, you know, how do I teach, how do I learn this in a, in a sequence that's going to make sense, assuming to get back to Sergeant Schultz, we're dating ourselves. Right. I know nothing. Okay. Yeah. The textbook, the book that you've written, and you got to, if, if there's a working title or a title, you got to tell us and then tell us, you know, it, what are those steps? And does this book kind of give the reader the, the, the format in this, in a way that they can begin to understand the process? Uh, yes, exactly. Uh, you know, we begin with the simple background of history of franchising, but one of the things we get into, and since you're going to be in chapter three, we have a lot of performance statistics on emerging or startup franchises that we've gathered at franchise grade. For example, we know that a certain percent of franchises that are brand new, they may not sell their first franchise uh, until after four years in business, hard to believe. In fact, we're updating those numbers and something will be published probably in the next month or so because I need those to update the figures. 
But what we want to do is we first want to present, and let's say you're the individual, we want to present how certain franchise sectors or categories perform when they start up. Some perform mm -hmm. better than others. The leading sectors right now, without a doubt, are personal services, which include uh, everything from home care services to fitness, wellness programs, children's educational services, quick serve restaurants, commonly known as fast food, which pizza would fit right into that uh, category. And then third, uh, residential and commercial services. Those three sectors, which are the umbrellas under which there's a lot of franchise categories, they account for like 65% of the growth in franchise locations over the past uh, five to 10 years. Mm -hmm. So we, want, we would want you to know which franchise categories tend to do well, which ones do well when they first start up, and then lead you to the point of how do you qualify your business to be franchised? Is it unique? Is it something that's you know, readily acceptable? Those kinds of things. Do you have the people that you can use? Uh, one of the important statistics we found is that franchise businesses that started up from an existing business with multiple locations do far, far better than those that have one location. That's not to say that some concepts like two men in a truck and some others haven't done remarkably well and they began with one location. But in general, the multiple location businesses that franchise do exceptionally better than the others. So, so let me just jump in here because that, that's an interesting point. And, and again, in my business, we do franchise development as well as franchise sales. Right. So maybe you can talk a little bit about that aspect of having multiple locations. What we see is that when an owner of a particular location opens a second one, uh, although they may not follow a franchise process, to some extent, they've experienced the idea of finding another location, training a manager, which, you know, might be like training a franchisee. It's not really, but they think that. Um, so what what are the what are the components of having multiple locations that you believe make them better franchisors? In the well, number one, they, they're going to develop a higher level of expertise in running several businesses because you know, one of the dangers of franchising a business is when you have one location, you suddenly go to two businesses, you're worried about your existing business because that's paying the bills, but then you have to focus on starting up the new business. Mm -hmm. So people that have managers, entrepreneurs that have multiple locations develop generally an expertise and an aptitude for running multiple locations at once. They most likely have more human resources they can rely upon because they're obviously not going to manage three or four locations at the same time. They have generally more capital to work with, which means they don't have to risk all of their capital on building the franchise and then recognize that where do I get the money now to hire some more staff and to recruit candidates and to service them. So what we found is that those three factors are probably the most important and they contribute the, in the greatest way to companies that decide to franchise. Uh, there's a franchise, for example, uh, I interviewed a, a while ago, uh, Tony uh, Kona, Kona Ice. Mm -hmm. And Tony said when he started his franchise, he funded the whole operation from existing businesses. 
So he had multiple locations. Right. That's really a big advantage. Uh, it really is. But having that expertise, that makes a big difference yeah. in the human resources. Yep, I agree. So so talk to us about how the textbook. Um, and again, let me just ask you, is there a title, a working title uh, for the book at this point? Yeah, it, it's it's franchising an entrepreneur's path to growth. Okay, great. So that's a great and, title. Kind of says it, it all. It might be tweaked a little bit. You never know uh, with the publisher. Uh, the but, publisher might do that. But so yeah, right. so so talk to us about the book. Does it is it going to guide me through the various steps? And are there some headlines as to you know what are there seven steps, ten steps, maybe there's a thousand steps, but. You know, what are the what are the key things that if I want to franchise my business, I need to learn before even, you know, considering offering franchises? Okay, you're going to you're going to learn, first of all, how to qualify to be franchised, which we just discussed for for a few minutes. Secondly, uh, what uh, what what is the organization you need as a franchisor? And we're not talking about General Motors. We basically present three different organizational structures. One is the startup, one is the emerging, and the other is the mature. And we actually have, we'll have org charts and we'll show the kind of staff you need. The beginning, you're gonna outsource perhaps some IT services. You probably outsource some services to a marketing company, someone like yourself uh, that has resources to help the emerging franchisor. So we're going to prepare you for the type of organization you need. Then we're going to get into how do you franchise the business? How does it work? In other words, what are the steps that are involved in that? Everything from finding the right attorney to engaging the right consultant. And by the way, we talk about, you know, how to properly vet the consultant. Be careful. Paying the most is not always the best. No. Uh, you want to have someone with good experience, someone you're comfortable with. So we go through that process of how do you franchise the business? And then we get into some very, very key areas. And that has to do with supporting a franchisee, developing the system. How do you recruit franchise candidates? Uh, how, do you, how do you bring them to the discovery day, let's say? Mm. How do you, why engaging them is so important? So it's, it's really what it would be. It would almost be if you did a, a lecture on franchising, it would cover all of the key steps I know that you would discuss, including the importance of franchise. We deal with franchise relationship management, yep. why that is so important. And finally, touch a little bit on the future of franchising. I have some commentary from uh, three different people, uh, someone from private equity, someone that deals with uh, uh, basically surveying existing franchisors and working with them. And then I have Jeff Leffler, who's the CEO founder of Franchise Grade. Right. And finally, I uh, conclude with an introduction to international franchising. Mm -hmm. So we really run the gamut. We provide enough information that someone could gain a good understanding of uh, what they prepare for to franchise and how they should do it without getting into so much detail that they're going to be absolutely overwhelmed with information. Right. And uh, yes, as, as I tell folks, I mean this. the brain, the, the brain can absorb <laughs> only, only so as much, much as the I rear know. end can endure. Um, I tell people when they're doing public speaking, don't, don't, don't go on for an hour and a half because trust me, you lost them an hour ago. Um, yeah, and we have, by the way, we have, 
about 35 contributors from the industry, including yourself, as yes. you may know. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, some noted franchise attorneys that have been in the business a long time. We have uh, franchise development people. So we have a whole selection of different individuals. Mark Jamison from, uh, from Fast Signs, which is sure. now a Propel Brands. So we have a lot of experts uh, that we consider experts that can help contribute some content to the book and, and uh, present their, their experiences. Well, I'm, I'm excited to see it. I just want to kind of reiterate or restate or talk back. So I know I got it. You know, some of the points that you made uh, in the order that you made them. Um, and cause I think it's, it's key because I deal with a lot of, you know, what I call wannabe franchisors and they, they want to go to step six before they've done step one and oh, two because sure. <laughs> um, they're excited. And I understand the entrepreneurial spirit and focusing on step six is what motivates them to get back to doing one, two, three, four, and five. But I think first and foremost, what you pointed out is key. You know, what's the feasibility of the brand? Is this really something that you can franchise? And more importantly, can other people be successful at it? I meet a lot of entrepreneurs that have outrageously successful businesses that for what whatever reason just wouldn't translate well as a franchise. And unfortunately, so many people in our business, and my business in particular in development, you know, they go around preaching that anything is franchisable. And I don't believe that. I may be wrong, but I don't believe no, you're it. right. So you're exactly I think right, feasibility Gary. is key. Secondly, what's your system? You know, what is the franchisee actually buying? And they, they're buying the system, the proven methods, the, you know, what is the measured result? And I think that when we talk about, and again, I love all my competitors, but, you know, truth be told, when it comes to things like, say, confidential operations manuals, a lot of my competitors are, are either going in to a franchisor shop and simply writing down what they're doing, which may not be the best thing to do because what they're doing may not be scalable on a franchise level. So they're not really ripping the person's business apart and putting it back together again as a system or worse yet, they just basically have boilerplate manuals where they just kind of fill in the blanks. And, and the truth is uh, you could have, I mean, we at one point had three different pizza brands that we represented all different, yeah, the product was pizza, but their systems were different. Their culture was different. Their, the method of how they did things was different. So I can't agree with you enough when it comes to hiring a franchise consultant, development firm, sales organization. You better vet those people really, really well, because at the end of the day, for a lot of franchisors, those consultants become mentors. And I think you really need to vet them out. The other, the other pieces that you talk about, franchisee relationship, kind of that liaison, you don't handle a franchisee the way you handle a, a manager. So you, right. you really do need to understand that. You need to understand how to help that franchisee find the right location, get the right general contractor if it's a bricks and mortar business. So there is so much more to it than everybody loves my pizza and 10 people a week walk into my store and go, oh, is this a franchise? And if you ever franchise this, call me up. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's not no, how that's, it works. That's true. And, you know, you have, you have an expertise in the food business, the <laughs> restaurant business, and you know there's some great restaurants, uh, and they're great because they have a great chef, they have a great crew, and it, it's not always easy to duplicate that no. in another location. I yeah. mean, that's that's just the way it is. Yep. And, 
you know, it's to be expected that people that that want to franchise their business, they're entrepreneurs, they have, there's a certain ego, we all have a certain ego, and it's very difficult sometimes to find the the blind spots. And that's why I think it's important to have people that are very honest, because you're right, Gary. There are some companies out there in our industry that never bet a business that shouldn't be franchised. Yeah. And that couldn't be further from the truth. <laughs> well, and, and the statistics that we found, and they're going to soon be updated, they validate that because you've got three 300 plus franchise businesses start up each year. And the preponderance of those, they never reach any kind of uh, growth whatsoever. Yeah. If they do, it's after five or six years, which is startling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, as a lot of my clients will tell you and people who decided not to be my client will tell you that I at times uh, make my living telling people exactly what they do not want to hear. Um, And um, I think, again, I I don't want to be negative with a bear of bear news, but I'm not going to sit there and tell somebody how great their thing is when it ain't that great or when it's not, there's no points of differentiation or, you know what, you're not capitalized well enough to launch a franchise. And quite honestly, if you think you're going to build your company on the backs of the franchisees, I'm not going to be involved with that. You know, that's a recipe for disaster. So, all right. So Ed, just, I don't want to run over here, but I just, Again, tell us a little bit more. When is the book coming out? Is there a published date? How can we get it? And uh, and then, uh, you know, how well, can we people have to, reach? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, we're going to send it. To, we're due to get it to the publisher by the middle of November. We have one of the largest publishers in the world, Taylor Francis. They publish textbooks on everything from science to uh, technology to business. Mm. And uh, I'm hopeful that uh, probably by the end of the year, we can get this thing published because as you can well imagine, given my background, I just can't wait to start shouting from the rooftops, especially to all my colleagues and friends that I've, you know, uh, met over the years in the industry. Mm-hmm. And I'm sort of champing at the bit right now, but I have to try to control myself before I get too carried away. No, I, I, I hear you. And and I'm so looking forward to it again. And I, and I, it, it's, not only, I'm sure it's going to be terrific because I know you and I know the the level of passion, interest, and research that you do and franchise grade. So so I understand that piece. I, I think it also is. Um, I'll use the word noble for the lack of a better word. That you know we have somebody that's contributing information. You know, after 26 years where there has been no information other than a lot of white papers and essays and things that people just. The, the information may be good, but it's perhaps not usable for most people. So, so Ed, if people want to get in touch with you and either you learn more about you, learn more about the book, learn more about Franchise Grade, what's the best way? Is there a website, an email address? What do you feel comfortable giving uh, the audience? I'd say the two ways. One is uh, my email address, and, and they can get it right online. It's uh, ed.texera at franchisegrade.com. Uh, if they're on LinkedIn, you can find my contact info right there. And Great. my number here on Long Island is uh, is uh, 631-246-5782. But you won't have any problems finding me. Yep. And, and, uh, and, and, and we, we, you know, we never expect the audience to run around and get a pencil and paper because what we'll do is we'll put the website, we'll put your email, you know, we'll put all those links okay, that's great. here on the podcast. So for those of you listening... Um, once you once you get on to um, 
uh, Social Geek Radio, and uh, you can you'll see all the information, all the information it, there. That's fine, and I really, you know, after all these years, I truly enjoy imparting information and knowledge to people. So, I don't anyone that wants to call me if they want to chat for a few minutes. I, I mean, I get calls you can't even believe some of the uh, schemes. I'll use that term. I get. When people call up, they want to, you know, convert this into that. And what about this and that? Yeah. But I enjoy people. I enjoy talking to people. In this age of uh, virtual contact, it's nice to see a face every once in yeah. a while. <laughs> I hear a voice. <laughs> I agree. Well, folks, our guest today has been Ed Tichera, who is the Vice President of Franchise Development for FranchiseGrade.com. We've been talking about a, a new book that he has coming out with a professor at Stony Brook. So this is not, as I mentioned earlier, this is not your paperback, paperback you know, hey, become a franchisor. This is a textbook uh, with um, probably mountains of research in it, knowing Ed, lots and lots of validation from real people who have done this before uh, and can, can, can give you the information and, you know, the trials and tribulations. So Ed, I can't thank you enough for uh, spending the last uh, 25 minutes or so with us. I truly, truly appreciate it. Thanks, Gary, and good luck to everyone. Great. Thank you, Ed. Yeah, thanks. Bye-bye. Bye.